0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Here are the headlines concerning Russia and Germany destruction of the world forecasted amid a U.S. Russia spat escalation. Another is an all-out Russia-Ukrainian war about to break out. Another Russia could invade at any moment. Another Germany has lost its economic freedom according to Russia. Another says we're on the brink of an unexplained war with Russia. How are we to understand what's going on over there with Russia and Ukraine? Even as Sweden has now moved its tanks onto the border there in the Baltic states to protect Sweden from a possible peripheral attack from Russia will Ukraine Ukraine and its crisis destroy the russian economy according to another report the cia has high stakes a high stakes game in ukraine And another Russia responds to the British Ukrainian weapons airlift. These are all before us here today, and we're going to attempt to deal with this. We have not talked about this, by the way, on viewpoint, uh, because this is a relatively recent development. And quite frankly, it's not really worthy to talk about some of these things until they become, they take on the category of much, what you might call Real concerns, not just potential concerns, but real concerns. Oftentimes, the news is filled with all kinds of information that doesn't go anywhere. It's either speculation. It's uh, certainly not revelation, but it deals with a whole lot of different things that, well, may be of interest to people. But quite frankly, there's not enough information to cause anyone to make decisions and understanding that could bring about any measure of transformation in the mind and heart of the listener or the viewer. Today on Viewpoint, I believe that we have a time in which it is worthy to talk about the Russian-Ukrainian issue because it's directly linked with Germany. And so I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction. Talk that transforms, and today should be no exception. I want to share with you several paragraphs from uh, my recent book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End-Time Battle. The title of this chapter is Gog and Magog versus God. Gog and Magog versus God, and if you're not familiar with the terms Gog and Magog, They come directly out of the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, chapters 38 and 39. It talks about a confederation of nations led by Gog and Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Those are ancient names. You can find them if you go back to the book of Genesis. You'll find those ancient names of people groups. One history professor recently observed, quote, both Germany and Russia are reinventing their past, unquote. Now what does he mean by that? Well, let me explain. Each country with recognized authoritarian traditions increasingly seeks to advance national pride and power by re-envisioning their historic, horrific expressions of totalitarian, authoritarian past by selectively diminishing the horror and by recasting these characteristics as the foundation of a new dynamic of hope. The introduction of the mutual economic bond of oil and gas virtually compels each one of those countries into the waiting arms of the other, a somewhat baffling bond considering that the hated Berlin Wall fell just a short generation ago. But Germany and Russia have thus emerged from a long period of national humiliation and, in a way, subservient position toward the USA. In both instances, there is a new sense of stability in the minds of the country's elites, and this required a new vision or version of the past. In this construction of the past, subtle anti-Americanism is present. This so-called subtle anti-Americanism is, to any honest observer, also reflected in a less-than-subtle anti-Israel undercurrent just waiting for the propitious moment where the mutual, uh, mutual bonding agent of oil and gas is deemed threatened, catapulting these sons of Gomer, Germany, and Turkey into a Russian rage to take a spoil from a resurrecting Israel, just as the prophet foretold in Ezekiel chapter 38. The Gomer or Germany alliance with Russia has already been secured by the former German chancellor, Gerhard Schroeder. In December of 2005, Schroeder swapped his job with the German government for a job funded by the Russian government when he became board chairman of Nord Stream, a Russian-German gas pipeline that the chancellor championed while in office. The Washington Post called it a sellout. Here's what the Post said. It turns out that the chief executive of the pipeline consortium is none other than a former East German secret police officer who was friendly with Vladimir Putin back when he was a KGB agent in East Germany. The Russian government chose a costly route under the Baltic Sea rather than a land route for the Nord Stream pipeline because the Baltic Sea pipeline could allow Russia to cut off gas to Central Europe and the Baltic states while still delivering gas to Germany. Yet Gerhard Schroeder touted the 745-mile pipeline controlled by Russian Gazprom as Europe's only hope to become a major global geopolitical competitor. The United Press International on October 9, 2012, put the matter most succinctly, Nord Stream touted as EU Savior. Now, these are profound statements, friends, and you're not going to hear it anywhere in the news. You're just not going to hear it. But if you want to find out more about this dynamic, you might want to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain. The epic, eternal, and end-time battle for it says that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. You say, well, what does this have to do with the Temple Mount? It has everything to do with the Temple Mount, friends, because it is said that he who controls the energy rules the world. Are you beginning to get the picture. Russia and Saudi Arabia were once the global controllers of energy, petroleum and gas. Then that role was taken over just a few years ago by the U.S. Under... Donald Trump. One of the first things that Joe Biden did when he came into office was to cut off America's ability to produce oil and gas. He cut off the pipeline coming from Canada. It was already under construction and getting ready to become operative. He cut off the ability to produce shale. Oil. He cut off the ability of companies from producing gas and oil off of federal lands. And then he had the temerity to go out and put his approval on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that Donald Trump had been seriously trying to prevent from taking place because he knew it was going to create a terrible security issue for the United States with Germany and Russia where Russia would have Germany over a barrel and now they do again I welcome you to viewpoint we have much more to talk about on the break of an unexplained war with Russia what is this all about It's always a privilege to be able to join you here as we have for 26 and a half years, an hour daily, Monday through Friday, live, confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. You say, well, what does this have to do with God's perspective? It has everything to do with God's perspective, friends, because unless you have God's perspective via the Bible, you can't even begin to understand the dynamics or what are taking place, the geopolitics of the day. And this is why there's such confusion and chaos among our so-called leaders in America and world leaders, because they've severed their connection and their confidence in the Bible as a guideline for understanding the trajectory of history and the end result. You need to understand this very, very clearly, friends. One could say that we're involved in a great game, but it's not a game, is it? It's a game for keeps. Yes, indeed, Russia does consider it a game for keeps. Russia isn't the only one that considers it a game for uh, keeps. China considers it a game for uh, keeps. (laughs) For keeps. Iran considers it a game for keeps. The EU considers it a game for keeps. The US and even the Vatican. They're all considering it a game for keeps. And interestingly, this matter of oil and gas now is considered the great game. That is the term that is being used the great game. But it's not a game. It's a game for keeps, friends. It's an all-out struggle to gain dominion over the energy of the world so as to become king of the mountain. You say, what do you mean by king of the mountain? Well, let me take you back. Uh, perhaps you, uh, in your earlier days, particularly if you're a guy, you played a game called King of the Hill or King of the Mountain. Probably 90% of the boys all over the world have played this game in one form or another. And it goes like this. You find a little mound of snow or a, a gravel pile or a mud pile. It doesn't have to be very high, two, three, four feet high. And somebody gets on top, and his buddies, those around him, try to pull him down because he proclaims himself king of the hill or king of the mountain. So they then, in turn, seek to dethrone him from his position so that they can become king of the mountain. Now, here's how it works in practicality. Oftentimes, they realize, those that are not on top, realize that by themselves, they cannot accomplish the job of pulling the kingpin off the top of the mountain or hill. And so they confederate together. In other words, they joined together to try to accomplish that deed, to get him off the hill, believing in their mind or their heart that they are the one that is going to be king of the mountain. Now, I want you to take that uh, picture and translate it globally. Worldwide geopolitics. That's what's going on. That is exactly what's going on right now. But friend, if you don't understand it, you need to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, because it will help you understand that this is not just something that's been going on for the past 10, 15, 20 years. This is something that has been going on at a not only geopolitical level, but spiritual level since creation. Biblical prophecy frames out From the beginning of creation, this continued battle for king of the mountain, and it began actually with Satan Lucifer himself, for the mount of God in the heavens. The Bible makes it very clear. He aspired to be equal with God. He was the anointed cherub that covereth. He was the the kingpin of all the angels. But he wasn't satisfied with that. He envied God. And so he decided, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. I will be like the Most High God. In fact, I will rule and reign from the Temple Mount. Ah, now you begin to understand the connection. But here's the problem. Satan was not a human being. He was a created being, but he wasn't a human being. And God had given dominion to humankind on this planet. Therefore, in order for Lucifer, whose name, identity was changed to Satan or the devil, decided that the only way he was going to accomplish his purpose to be equal with God was to rule and reign from the Temple Mount, the most exclusive, priceless 37 acres on the planet. And that's exactly been his intent, since he was cast out of the Mount of God for his envy and rebellion. All of human history, then, has been the trajectory of of the gradual movement toward setting the final stage for Satan himself to rule and reign from the Temple Mount. But he can't do it himself. He has to do it through a person, an individual, humankind. And therein lies the picture of the nations. The nations are ruled over by human beings. And we have a whole history of human beings who have tried to rule and reign and set up global entities, global empires, to rule and reign over the world. Right now, there are five or six competitors that are in serious competition, and their vision and their goal is to rule the world. They want to set up their final rulership on the Temple Mount, which is deemed to be the height of the merger of geopolitical and spiritual power on Earth, which is exactly what Satan had in mind. Now, when we look at what's happening with Russia and Germany and Ukraine and Iran and Turkey, and yes, even the Vatican and the EU, What we're really looking at, even China, what we're really looking at is individual people who have captured a vision for their countries or spiritual dominions to set the stage for them to become the ruler of the world from the Temple Mount. And each one of those entities that I mention has that exact vision and has been declared out of their own mouths. That may come as a shock to you, but it is true. And so what I urge you to do in order to understand the greater panoply of uh, these purposes and the trajectory of uh, geopolitics as it merges with, Biblical Prophecy is to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Bonk 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. If you're writing a check, add $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get it in your hands. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's going to open your eyes to an understanding of the greater picture of biblical prophecy as it connects with the history of politics and economics and so on, even down to this very day. There are little literally hundreds of citations supporting the statements in this book from all over the world. From all over the world. Speaking of all over the world, what you may not have heard is that as of last month, this broadcast was actually heard last month in 113 countries. Now, you may think, well, why would a broadcast supported by Save America Ministries called Viewpoint be heard in 113 countries? Why would they care? Friends, they care more than we do. Many of the people in those countries care more about what God has to say about history and prophecy and about even our own country and its role than we do. They're desperately concerned. In America, we get so carried away by uh, puny little things from time to time, we elevate them into monumental events, and we forget that there is a much, much bigger picture going on. From God's viewpoint, the picture is far greater than what we see, or even are willing to see. And on this program, what we attempt to do, oh, we don't hesitate to talk about the issues of our time, which we're doing right now. But we provide a depth of insight and information that allows the uh, the whole matter then to become real so that it can affect our own lives and we can respond accordingly. You say, well, how am I supposed to respond to this issue of Russia and Germany and uh, China and, and, and all of this? Well, you may not be able to respond directly to that issue. But here's what you can respond to and what God is urging you to respond to. And that is these things that are developing right now were foretold in the Bible to be part of the end of the age immediately preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that being the case, the message of the Bible from, the Gen- from Genesis to Revelation is, get ready. People get ready. Now, if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not walking with him uh, in obedience and in trust. You're playing games, religious games. You think by going to church, uh, that makes you a true follower of Jesus Christ? You're just kidding yourself. If you walk into a garage, does that make you a car? No. You see, this is about trusting God. This is about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what it's about. So, therefore, if this kind of information is to have any effect, it has to be understood in terms of what God is expecting from you. And that is, he's expecting humility, he's re- expecting confession of sin, He's expecting repentance, and he is expecting that you will unreservedly embrace the salvation that Jesus Christ offered by being sacrificed once for all for your sin. That's what he's expecting, and that from now on, you will trust him and walk with him in spirit and in truth. No matter what else is going on in the world, that's what you'll do. And if that is not characteristic of your life in whole, you're not ready. No matter how much you may protest to be ready, you're not ready. That's why the message of not only the gospel of Jesus Christ, but the message of the Bible from beginning to end is to prepare people to be ready for the coming of Christ to rule and reign on this planet. Therefore, Satan wants to usurp that role, you see, for the Temple Mount. That's his goal. And all of these things that we're seeing take place are setting the stage for those final battles. Now, in order to understand The greater picture here, I really urge you to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. The purpose here is not to sell books. The purpose is to get out a message that is generally not available out there because people are not listening. Even pastors are not willing to tell the whole truth to people. They're afraid. They're afraid people will vote with their feet. Or their pocketbooks. We're not afraid here because I don't make any money by doing this program. Never have and never will. I don't even make any money by writing these books and marketing them. That may come as a surprise. It's true. We'll be back.
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section.
0: Petroleum, without oil and gas. It is their number one product. When the price of oil and gas goes down, Russia's economy falls precipitously, as well as their ability to carry on military endeavors. But because the price of oil now has accelerated, increased dramatically, thanks to Joe Biden... You heard that correctly, thanks to Joe Biden. Russia is making a killing. Russia is making a killing because the prices have gone up, and therefore the additional uh, prices for oil and gas are funding Vladimir Putin's ability to carry on his endeavors with Ukraine or anywhere else in the world. The same is true with Iran. Iran is also a producer of oil and gas. As the prices go up, their ability to tyrannize the world is increasing. Turkey depends upon Russian oil to traverse through its land, even though Turkey doesn't have any oil or gas to speak of. They depend massively upon the passage of Russian oil and gas through their land. Therefore, as the price goes up, the power, the tyrannizing power of Erdogan heading up Turkey is increasing. Well, what does Mr. Erdogan want to do? He wants to rule the world. He wants to rule the world as a resurrected Ottoman Empire to collectivize all Muslims under a resurrected Ottoman Empire, and therefore rule the world as they once did and once dominated Jerusalem. Are you beginning to get the picture? You see the connection between oil and gas, energy. He who rules, uh, controls the energy, is deemed to rule the world, or more capable to rule the world. As the United States through Joe Biden, gave up, forfeited, reduced its production of oil and gas so that it is no longer number one. We have diminished our ability to rule and to reign and have increased Russia's ability to rule and reign as well as Iran's and Turkey's. Now, interestingly, those other nations don't have a love affair with Israel, do they? And therein lies the big catch. Because Israel has been dependent upon Russian oil and was dependent upon Egyptian and Iranian gas. When Israel discovered massive gas reserves off the Mediterranean coast their mediterranean coast just a few years ago it changed everything now with the implementation of those uh, uh gas lines israel has become energy independent no longer dependent upon russia no longer dependent upon Uh, Egypt, no longer dependent upon the Islamic world. Well, friends, that scares Russia. That scares the Islamic world, these oil-producing nations and gas-producing nations, because they have to keep Israel over a barrel. This is their control mechanism. Israel has been somewhat delivered, largely delivered from that control now. But Germany is under Russia's thumb. Big time. Did you know that 70% of all of Germany's power or energy comes from Russia? 70%. That's double all the other European nations. Germany is the number one industrial country in the EU and they depend 70% upon Russian oil and gas. In other words, Russia has what you might say virtually absolute control over Germany. That's why Russia's foreign minister can claim, as he did last week, that Germany has lost its economic freedom. Now... I want to open this up a little further with you. We're not here to talk about Republicans and Democrats. We're here to talk about issues on their face. When Donald Trump was president of the United States, he saw the grave danger that the Nord Stream pipeline put Not only to Europe, but to the United States and the entire free world. How so? He knew that because Germany was dependent 70% on Russian oil, that if Russia had more control through the Nord Stream pipeline that was designed to just force feed energy from Russia to Germany, It would be all over. The EU security would be terribly risked. So would the West, the whole Western world. So Donald Trump said, no, we're going to fight this pipeline. We're not going to encourage it. And along came Joe Biden and had no backbone. And so he said, well, we're just not going to stand in the way. We'll just go ahead and do it. Okay, well, you know, you know how he is. So Russia proceeded. Not only did Joe Biden allow the pipeline to go through, but he also took away America's ability to produce oil and gas. Just cut us off at the, at the knees intentionally. Why? To reduce America's ability to stand in the world in security. Why? Because he is a globalist. Because he embraces the vision for a globalistic world in which America does not have the kind of power and influence that it once had, but must be diminished so that all nations of the world can be merged together much more easily into a one-world government. Friends, that's what the whole COVID thing is about, the vaccines. It's not about your health. It's about control. It's about bringing the entire world under dominion so that a one-world government can be impressed upon every human being on the planet, particularly in the Western world. That's what it's about. If you don't understand that, you've got to have, you know, it's, it's like you, you, you're blind in one eye and refuse to see out of the other. Because it's obvious if you have a will to see it. So. Is an all-out Russian-Ukrainian war about to break out? Russia says no. We're just doing some internal maneuverings. We're just going to have a little uh, a setup of war games with uh, Belarus, their buddy Belarus. Really, for what purpose? Moscow continues to insist it has no intention to use force against Kiev. On the other hand, former U.S. Congressman Tulsi Gabbard, who doesn't play games when she speaks, he happens to be a Democrat, but I put a whole lot of confidence and trust in Tulsi Gabbard. She issued a blunt warning about rising American-Russian tensions arguing a conflict between two nuclear armed powers can only end in the destruction of the world and life as we know it. She said warmongers currently in office are escalating tensions with Russia purposely. Joe Biden and his administration officials have issued multiple threats to Russia, uh, and Gabbard says... She specifically points to Secretary of State Antony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan as supporters of, quote, regime change wars. They are the people influencing the decisions that are being made by this White House. In other words, Biden is a puppet. All he does is voice what he's told. So tanks are not on, now on European streets due to the Russian threat. It is a high stakes game. But bottom line, friends, it's the great game. The great game is the game to take a spoil called oil and gas. It's about energy. We need to understand that. If you go back to the book of Ezekiel, the Old Testament, chapter 38, it talks about the battle of Gog and Magog, or Gog and Magog, a confederation and battle that clearly indicates the motivating goal is to take a spoil. Direct words from Ezekiel 38, to take a spoil. It's not the spoil that is evil, but rather the thought Regarding the taking of the spoil that is deemed evil in God's sight, he calls it an evil vision. The reason the thought driving this collective action is evil is that the spoil the Confederacy seeks to acquire from God's viewpoint belongs to him and his blessing to Israel, the apple of his eye. That makes it evil. And he says, My fury is going to come up in my face. So, what is this? What is this spoil? And what are the nations that are involved? Are you ready for this? We'll be right back.
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like?
0: Today, we take a look at the Russian, the perplexing Russian experience there with Ukraine. It's fascinating because these countries are Slavic countries, and uh, Russians try to pretend that Ukrainians are Russians and uh, that the Crimeans were Russians, and so Russia went in a couple of years ago and took over Crimea, but not during Donald Trump's reign. That was under Obama's reign. You begin to get the picture. Russia perceives weakness. Russia perceives those in leadership in this country who don't have this country's best interests at heart, who actually are seeking to diminish the economic, military, spiritual, moral, uh power of the country so that we can be gradually moved into a one world government losing our sovereignty as a country. That's the goal. And it's that particular goal that will usher in what is called the Antichrist. The counterfeit Christ. The imposter who will be the uh, leader of that beast empire that will rise, is rising as we speak. Klaus Schwab is seeking to uh, raise that uh, through the World Economic Forum by his own decree, by his own declaration, in fact, using the COVID issue as the means to propel the world rapidly in that direction for control. He said so in so many words. These things are not a mystery in that sense. If you have an eye to see, an ear to hear, and a will to understand. Now, let's very quickly take a look at those countries that are set forth in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Persia. Persia that has been Iran since 1935. Ethiopia, that was once known as Kush, ancient Kush, and uh, includes now probably Sudan as well. Libya, Gomer, and its associated peoples and tribes, which I happen to believe is Germany, friends. Tagarma, the house of Tagarma, in the northern quarters, I happen to believe that that's referring to Turkey and the Turkish people. Then it also says, many other people with them. So there are six specific people or nation groups that are mentioned, and then many other people with them. What are they there to do? To secretly confederate and attack Israel in the latter days, the prophecy says. You should go and read it yourself. Ezekiel chapter 38. There's been a lot of scholarly research as to what these various names refer to, Gog and Magog, Gomer, the House of Takarma, and so on. So in my book, King of the Mountain, I've laid out what I believe and why I believe uh, the people groups that these actually refer to. And I believe Russia's the lead force in this soon-to-be confederation. And their role is sinister, it's deadly, deadly serious. And Russia is desperate. Vladimir Putin, in his quest to resurrect Russia as a global power, is convinced that his desperate enterprise is going to rise or fall on Russia's control of oil and gas. I have a lot of uh, different references uh, in this book uh concerning that, and this is just in one chapter, friends, Gog and Magog versus God. This is just one chapter we're talking about. All of these countries are either oil-producing countries or they are connected with oil-producing countries and gain much money and power as a result of them. So you say, well, what about Ukraine? Why Ukraine? Ukraine, in one sense, is like a diversion. It's like a bridge to get from here to there. Ukraine is not particularly a powerful country. Yes, there's a lot of graft in in Ukraine, just as there is in Russia. Increasingly, the United States. Graft is everywhere. Ukraine doesn't have its own oil and gas, not much of it. So they were the beneficiaries of a pipeline that was to be run through Ukraine to provide energy to Europe. But then Ukraine decided you know what? We don't want to be dominated by Russia. We don't want to be over a Russian barrel, like Germany. So they tried to work out arrangements with Russia that would protect them from that domination, and Russia refused. Russia says, you're rebelling. So Russia cut off that flow of oil and gas. All that Ukraine could have used and would have been helpful and necessary and weakened Ukraine dramatically. Now, in its weakened state, I believe Vladimir Putin says, okay, I'll show you. You're not going to rebel against me. I'm Vladimir Putin. Don't you get it? Vladimir Putin sees himself as a savior figure for the world. Now, this may come as a shock to you, but there are those, believe it or not, Vladimir Putin had an 80-plus percent approval rating in Russia. He's on his, what, third or fourth term now? On the one hand, people know that there's a lot of graft going on. On the other hand, They like a strong man. Russians have always liked a strong man. And many within Russia believe and have declared that that Putin is, shall we say, their political savior. And as a result of that, merging it with a 1,500-year-old prophecy... A spiritual prophecy that Russia is the third Rome, and there will never be another. All of this is carried out in my book, King of the Mountain. You see it all right there. It's amazing. You want to understand history and prophecy in a way that will grip your inner being. It won't be boring at all. Not even a little bit. Because it has import for our lives right now and for the world. So this is an effort to set up Russia's strength over oil and gas to show the world you don't mess with Vladimir Putin. Now what happens then if Israel, little Israel, should suddenly have a discovery of oil, which geologists, petrogeologists well know lies under Israel's soil. They just haven't known how to get to it. All the Arab nations around got oil, but they hadn't figured out how to get to the oil under Israel. I'm going to share a thought with you. This isn't stated in the Bible. Have you ever heard of fracking? Of course you have. What if... Now, Israel just had two earthquakes in the last week or so. They weren't large earthquakes, three and four on the Richter scale. But what if Israel gets a six-pointer, and it shakes the substrata of rock, in such a way that it frees up that oil that has been held, bonded, shall we say, under the earth. And all of a sudden, that oil becomes accessible. Massive oil, just like the gas that they discovered out there under the Mediterranean. Can you imagine what would happen in the world economy? What do you think would happen with Russia? Or with Iran? Or with Turkey? Or with Libya? Any of the oil and gas producing countries? I'll tell you what would happen. They would be scared spitless. Because it would so dramatically affect their economies that the flood of new oil coming in unsuspectingly from Israel of all sources would reduce the price of oil worldwide so that Russia's economy, Iran's economy, Libya's economy, Egypt's economy, all of the oil and gas producing countries would suddenly be at risk. And they say, you know what? We can't have this. Think We can't have this. So, Mr. Putin, having already secured his reputation as the strong man in the world over petroleum, oil, and gas, becomes the leader of a confederation. A confederate of, uh, of nations that will be affected most seriously by this discovery of oil through divine fracking. Yeah, earthquake, divine fracking. I truly believe that's what's going to happen. The Bible doesn't say it that way, but there's a reason why Ezekiel 38 says that these nations will confederate secretly to attack Israel in the latter days, that's our days, to take a spoil. What would this spoil be? The most valuable thing on the earth today, as far as the nations is concerned, is oil and gas. Nothing even comes close. Nothing. China cannot even operate. They don't have oil and gas. They're out there fishing around the whole world trying to find some. You can imagine the seriousness of that development. Now, one writer said, the current government in Russia is skillfully playing the board in the great game and hoping that no one notices its strategic efforts. Russia's plan to dominate energy markets is undeniable. Yet in the great game, the grease of Gazprom may soon grind the world in a Confederate expression of Russian rage, as the Russian bear roars in revenge to protect its hegemony in the face of dramatic new developments in the Promised Land. Ezekiel, the prophet, made clear that many other peoples and nations are going to be drawn into that latter days confederation, but the prophet mints no words in declaring their total destruction. When the bodies of five-sixths of their collective forces lie upon the mountains of Israel to be devoured by ravenous birds and beasts as described in Ezekiel 38 and 39, the world will know that the final battle for king of the mountain is nearing its glorious culmination. Oh my goodness, my friends please consider getting a copy of the book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. A $20 book, yours for $15, will open your eyes and your heart, I believe, for these times. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia 23255. For writing a check at $5 for postage stamina. Become a partner, friends. The only way we can support this broadcast and this ministry is through your gifts. Don't delay and don't wait for the other guy to do it. He's not doing it. This is our opportunity to really make a difference. Don't let it pass you by, my friend. God bless and be a blessing.